Welcome to the Location Indie Podcast, an unfiltered, behind-the-scenes, no-holds-barred look at the realities of the location-independent lifestyle from two guys who are living that lifestyle. I'm Trav. And I'm Jason. We're the co-founders of Location Indie. And you may have noticed there was no timer in this episode, Trav. Yes, that's because once a month, we're going to be rolling out a very special bonus episode for you where we're highlighting one of our Location Indie members and their story of how they became location independent. We're going to be doing that today. So let's get into it. Each person's location independent journey is unique. We all have our own creative approach to business, to travel, how we blend all that together to manifest this ideal lifestyle. And one of the things that inspires me most day in and day out is when we get to see location any members consistently taking action towards their goals and leaning on the community along the way for support and advice while also giving back to the ally community. So each month we highlight one member of our, well, today, Two today, two of our location indie community who's putting in the work that it takes to go ally. And we highlight them not only to recognize their efforts, but also so we can learn from the wins and the setbacks. So I'm super excited to welcome this month's location indie members of the month, Ricky and Caitlin. Congrats, guys, and a huge welcome. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks Ricky, for having excited us. To be here. Yeah. And I'm able to see you guys on video. If you guys listen to the podcast, you're not able to see it, but you're in a pretty sweet location right now. Like I don't, it's all, oh, it looks like open air. Explain to everyone like where you are and a little bit of the backstory of how you got there. Go ahead, boo. Okay. Uh, currently we are in Puerto Morelos, Mexico. We're currently staying like in a little guest suite, um, like five minutes from the beach, but we're actually about to check out here later today and move into a house um, in the more residential area where we'll be staying for the rest of the year. Nice. Yeah. For the rest of the year. Okay. Yeah. So we're talking, what are we talking like months at this point? Yeah, Six, like seven months? Seven months or so, something like that. Okay. All right. So that's some big commitment. How? Let's dive into this. How did you decide on where you are in, in Puerto Morales and how what did that look like? Because I think for a lot of people saying, oh, we're here to the rest of the year. That's like, yeah, that's a little scary. Seven months is a long time, right? Um, well, we just got back from four months in Southeast Asia. And before we like took that trip, we, uh, long story short, we had a, house, a rental house in um, Southeast Texas. I got flooded by Hurricane Harvey. We like went through a whole year of having to renovate that house. Um, we were trying to plan our trip the whole time too, but, you know, renovating a house and, you know, never even done tile work and everything and like, it was a lot. So we finally got it done. And at that point we were just like, okay, we're ready to kind of like restart everything. So, um, you know, we sold our car and our house and basically got rid of everything, put everything in a five by five storage unit. And then, so when we got back from our Southeast Asia trip, we have basically nothing. So we are like, <laughs> where can we go? Um, you know, we, I've wanted to speak Spanish for a long time. I always practice Spanish, like just driving down the street, just looking for Spanish. Um, so that's a big thing that we've always wanted to do. Um, we took a trip to Colombia, Pareto, Colombia, right out of high school for like kind of like a little ministry trip deal thing with our local church at the time. And that was our first international experience. So we kind of like, you know, kind of, it's kind of like, I guess what's planted the travel bug in us, you know, we like right out of high school took this awesome, crazy trip and um, none of our family had done any travel or anything. So we kind of just hit the reset button whenever we came, uh, you know, went to Southeast Asia. And now we just have goals like 
our main goals right now are just to, you know, get debt free. We got married young and made some dumb financial decisions. So we're trying to like kind of undo that stuff and um, kind of work on our business, um, you know, just be on our own and kind of just focus on the things that we want to work on. And so Puerto Morelos seemed good because we were, you know, it's a Spanish speaking country or, you know, city. And um, it's like where we'll be living is like where local Mexican families are. There's not a whole lot of expats where we'll be living. So we'll be kind of forced to speak Spanish, um, which is what we want anyways. And, you know, it's affordable to live here right now because it's like the off season of tourism. It's really hot. And I think it's just going to get hotter, like 80 degrees here feels like 100 degrees back home. Like, yeah. So and we've kind of noticed that the sun is super intense, but just kind of decided to post up here and get to work on some things that like we were traveling in Asia, but just hopping around so much. We every two or every week, every three or four days, we're in a new Airbnb and it's just really hard to like hone down and like get a lot of groundwork done. So we're just going to take it slow and like work on projects and get a lot of things done that we've been wanting to take care of. So, Yeah, that's a great point. And one of the distinctions that I think a lot of people miss, especially when they're starting out on this journey, is the idea between travel and then like being location independent and maybe bunking down somewhere. And so you guys did the, I, I guess we call it the trip part, right? The travel yeah. part, Southeast Asia, let's go, go, go. Let's see as much as we can. When you did that, was the plan to also do a lot of work and then you realized, oh wait, this isn't working out or was the plan originally, okay, we're going to take these couple months to go to Southeast Asia and, and experience it. Not saying we won't work at all, but we, we know it's not going to be like a, a time to push stuff forward. What did you think going into that Southeast Asia trip and how did it differentiate from, from what actually happened? Um, <laughs> well, I guess I'll talk about this, but um, uh, basically, you know, our goal was to not touch our savings. Um, we wanted to live on new project income, recurring income from the business, from our work and everything. Um, because we had some savings, uh, not a lot, but we had some, you know, to like fall back on. So if we like didn't get any new clients, cause this was like our first time to really like go 100% location independent. Like I am not meeting you in Vietnam for a consult, you know, like nobody that we know, like word of mouth referrals, we're not going to physically be able to do meetings. I mean, we could do like a remote meeting or whatever, but my goal was just to continue working just as I normally would. And I mean, we basically, that was a kind of a, a good experiment for us. And, you know, we're only four, min, four months into it. But um, like I said, all last year, we were kind of location independent because we were living in Florida. So we just basically didn't want to touch our savings, you know, put ourselves out there location independent and just try to maintain the same momentum that we had. And we did, we didn't touch our savings and, you yeah, know, we were I mean, able to I would say we maintained like a good workflow. I mean, there was definitely times where we're like, yeah, we're not working as much as we thought we would be because there's so much stuff we want to do and see, but I mean, we were pretty good about still keeping up with projects and new, new projects, new income or, you know, and just kind of figuring it out. <laughs> Like the yeah. Philippines, like um, oh, yeah. the, we were just talking about that walking down the street here. Um, you know, I stayed working like most of the time I work at night anyways. And our clients at that point were up during the day. So I'd, I'd meet, I have like clients, uh, consult with clients at like 1 a.m. And so, you know, we kind of got in that flow. And then I just, you know, we'd wake up, get a little bit of sleep and then just go out and do some sightseeing for the day. Um, 
but yeah, like the Philippines was really hard because there was not a whole lot of Wi-Fi. Like even like we went to El Nido, we couldn't find hardly any place with decent Wi-Fi and we were super sick. I got super sick to where I couldn't even like get out of bed for two days. And so when you have those kind of experiences or setbacks, you know, it kind of, you know, holds you back from getting all your work done. But, you know, we definitely were staying busy. We weren't like full time, just, you know, free, freelance or like uh, just freestyling the whole time. You know, we were working, we'd set apart like at least a few hours a day to get, you know, some work done on some projects. So, yeah. Cool. Now, when you guys did this Southeast Asia trip, were you excited to then be back and come back and ready to say, all right, now we're going to settle in a little bit. We're going to go down to Mexico and, and know that we're going to be in our own place for, for months on an end. Or were you thinking, wait a second, I wish I could keep doing this, maybe fast travel kind of bumping around an area. Uh, no, I would say after four months of backpacking, we were ready to sit still. That was kind of the goal. We knew after we were done with uh, Asia that we were going to want to sit somewhere at least for six months or so, maybe longer. But I mean, even here, we still plan on, you know, we're still in a completely new foreign place. So we still have the opportunity to travel and we plan to, you know, go visit other cities nearby to kind of keep that travel bug going. But no, we're excited to just sit still and kind of get into routine for a minute. Yeah, one of the neat things is when we all met and hung out in September 2018 in Denver, and you guys were talking about you know having been in Texas and then you're in Florida. And you're like, yeah, we don't love either of these places at all. I think you use stronger words than we don't love this. It was more like yeah. we got to get out of this. But it's really neat to then see it come through on the other side and say, all right, not only have they gone now to Southeast Asia and taken a four month trip, now they're down in Mexico and they're, and they're doing the, not the opposite of that, but they're doing the other side of location independence. And that is the, Hey, let's have a base. Let's kind of dig into work, know that we have our place travel from there, but not be consistently traveling. And yeah. so it's really cool to get to see you experiencing both of those because you know, we're only talking six, seven months ago, you hadn't experienced either of them. And you were right. saying like, we got to do this. So what has that feeling been like, I guess, em emotionally for you guys both of saying, we, we had this goal and we were set out to do it and we were working hard to get there. And now we've actually accomplished a part of it. And you haven't accomplished everything you want to do, but you've done it. You've now set yourself up to do both sides of location independence. How does that feel? Um, I would say for me, I surprisingly, not really surprisingly, but I'm kind of emotional. So like I've caught myself like in Asia and even here in Mexico, like tearing up, just like still kind of can't believe that we're, we've actually accomplished this. Like it, it feels incredible. Like it's, it's so awesome. Like I still can't believe it most days. What, what has been the response then from people back home, like normal people in your life, friends, family, <laughs> are, are they... Uh, yeah, what do they think? Because I know that a lot of times, and, and we talked about this in Denver, people in our normal lives, not that they're not supportive, but they don't they don't get it. They're not they're not gonna go and do the same thing. So what have people been saying about that now that you went off on this trip and maybe they expected you to go off on the trip and come back and then settle back into normal life? And you guys are like, no, now we're going to Mexico for seven months. Yeah. <laughs> what has been the response from people? Um, I think like we've had a lot of positive feedback, you know, yeah. I think it's like 
people are always, you know, when you do something or, um, you know, do something kind of like we come from a really small town, like small minded town, small town, like people don't do anything like that. Um, I mean, some people, you know, travel or go on a vacation, take a cruise to Mexico or whatever, <laughs> but like, you know, um, definitely like we, I have never met anyone personally. That's why location indie was so impactful for us. You know, um, uh, whenever we were there at the, at the Dinex summit, you know, like we were talking about just how location indie, you know, impacted us. And it really like, we didn't have anyone that we knew that was like living a location independent lifestyle really. Um, so it was just, you know, it was really good to have that. And then, um, but yeah, um, other than that, I think our family, like I said, our family and friends, like some of them don't really understand it because like, it's not a popular thing where we live or anything like that. But, um, you know, I'd say like at first, um, people were really like afraid, even when we were coming here, people were so afraid, you know, all the stuff that people say. And especially like, I feel like in America, the media just tries to like influence people so strongly, especially with American politics and everything about particularly with Mexico. It's like mm-hmm. the kind of stuff we would hear people say, I'm just like, you stupid, man. You're just, you're stupid. Like, I love you, but you're stupid. Like, you know, and like when we got to Southeast Asia, we were so afraid. We had all this fear that like, I guess, because like in America, even where we live, there's a lot of violent crime and stuff. And just walking down the street, you don't really feel safe. Like, you feel like you're going to get robbed or jumped or, you know, you hear stuff like in our neighborhood, Beaumont, Port Arthur is very violent. Do any um, statistics on it? Like it's a very violent area and, um, you know, people get shot all the time. So it's like, it's really weird when you're, and then you, we went to Southeast Asia, Southeast Asia and like walking down the streets in Vietnam, it was like the safest we've ever felt walking down yeah. the street. And it was like, what the heck is this? So it's like kind of blows up your perspective. You get like a new outlook on how the world actually is. And there's other sides of it too. But I think that main thing kind of like you took away that fear. Like as soon as we got there, we just felt so comfortable and people were so hospitable and helpful and all those stupid fears about like the unknown. So like a lot of that, whenever we're talking about traveling or going to a new place, you get people saying like all this stuff, they're really afraid and like just saying stuff to kind of like almost put fear in your head, you know, not that they, I feel like they don't have bad intentions, but they're just, you know, but we're, we're strong-willed enough to just stay committed to what we want. You know, we're not going to let weird things that people say, like, you know, some people said some weird things about coming to Mexico. Someone I knew. Yeah. Just stupid things. (laughs) You're just, yeah. And then you're there and you're thinking, oh my gosh, can you imagine if someone from this town in Mexico came to where I lived, like they would be fearful and they might be right. Right. It's like, it's completely flipped. What, what then one of the cool things with you guys is that you're doing it as a couple. And so I'm not going to let you off the hook too easy and just say, oh, what are your favorite (laughs) spots to go? We're going to dig a little deep here. Doing it as a couple can obviously have crazy advantages and can also have obstacles and difficulties. Which <laughs> one of you, I, I guess I would say, which one of you maybe came to this idea of wanting to be location independent and wanting to lead this lifestyle first? Like, can you guys remember when that might have occurred or who started like pushing the envelope a little bit? Um, I was comfortable having a business and like, I was perfectly happy with just going and getting tacos in the middle of the day. Like I was happy with being, not having a boss and just going out and making my own money and like going and eating lunch whenever I wanted to. Uh, My independence, like my desire for independence was there. So it like really matched with my lifestyle. But as far as location independence, like I'd never even really 
I didn't have a very open mind when it came to stuff like that. And her, she like came across, uh, you know, you guys' podcasts and Location Indie, the community, and she's the one that got it. Yeah, he's always had that drive to be location independent without realizing like the full capacity of location independence. And then like when I was working a full time job and he's working at home because he runs his own business, he works at home and, you know, goes and eats lunch and does whatever he wants all day. (laughs) But I'm in an office and then I realized, no, partially true. So I'm just saying, and then I and they're using it to travel the world and do so much more. I'm like, okay, like that's, I'm the one that definitely really pushed to like turn it into something more than just working from home. Yeah. yeah. And so th- I guess that is pretty neat, Caitlin, that that was a motivating factor for you was seeing him be able to do it. I, I don't want to say like jealousy or envy because it probably wasn't that strong. Oh, it was yeah. just like, hey, I'm wait a second. I'm going into a job. Ricky gets to sleep in here. He doesn't <laughs> have to throw on a shirt and tie or like whatever. And you're just saying, okay, I know that we can not only do that, but we can actually do that to an even greater extent and have a lot more experiences. Walk us through that that idea of you saying like, all right, he's already doing it and he has his own business, but now I have to figure out how I'm going to transition because I want to, I'm going to push him even further than he thinks he can go. So what did that look like? Uh, The transition out of my job was kind of weird because it was partially because we had to go back to Texas because we were living in Florida, but we had owned a house back in Texas that we had bought. We got married and then we were renting it out while we lived in Florida and then it flooded. And so we kind of were forced to move back to Texas to, to fix the house. I mean, he moved back like four months before me while I was still like um, finishing out our lease in Florida. But when our lease was up and we're paying for a rent and a mortgage now without a tenant to cover the mortgage part. So it's like, well, I kind of have no choice but to quit my job and move into the half repaired house so yeah uh, i was sleeping on a moldy cot i didn't even realize there was mold on the cot but then she got there i was sleeping on cot we had no floor it was literally like on subfloor we spent the night on subfloor one night um you know it was pretty hard and i had no no toilet no shower i was taking showers with a garden hose in my backyard in winter um it was pretty awesome i had family and i also did that too but i didn't like want to overuse it and you know some of my family was going through their own hardships like like a lot of our family you know it just made it a lot harder to make that transition so like we had if like people want to make excuses on why they can't do it you know like literally we had the worst one of the worst you know I obviously had that freedom to be able to go back to texas because of my business i was working in my business and trying to flip the house at the same time so like we were pretty much doing location independence at that point, but it was just such a challenging thing to like try to, you know, so we had a lot of obstacles in that way to overcome. And then, you know, we're still trying to figure out at that time, like what Caitlin's going to do when we do the transition. So like, basically I was just like, Caitlin, just be full-time travel planner, you know, cause I don't have time to like, look at all this stuff. I had never even hardly seen pictures of Vietnam before I went. I never even like, knew anything about anything and yeah, so I just I got there and was so shocked yeah <laughs> I'll, I'll admit like I don't have like I don't do a whole lot in our business like other than just kind of help with emails or you know kind of like hey don't forget you're supposed to do this you know for this client um 
I'm, I, don't, I don't know how to do web development. So we're hoping now that we're kind of sitting still that maybe I can start learning to do like social media for our clients. But I feel like that's something I can probably do pretty well. Um, but yeah, the last like year or so, I mostly was like, or especially the last four months while we were traveling, I was, I was the travel planner. Like he didn't literally, like I would just, you know, like wake up like, okay, we're checking out. Here's our bus tickets. Like, I know you don't know where we're going, but let's go. <laughs> like he literally just like left it all in my hands. So yeah. yeah. Nice. So you, and so you figured out your roles as it was happening. Like you said, like, all right, we're, this is what we want out of the lifestyle. So we know we need to bring in money. So Ricky, you're already doing that. Cool. Keep doing that. But we have to have this other big chunk of it, which is like the logistics, right? Of the plane tickets, the bus tickets. Where are we going? What should we do? What should we see? And so, Kaylin, you just said, all right, I'm going to take on that role and and figure it out as I go. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And it worked. And it worked. Yeah. Very, very cool. Ricky, talk a little bit about what it is that you do. Because you said you're like, hey, I felt comfortable for a while having my own business, but I didn't. Mm-hmm. You know, for me, like for you, the the impetus and kind of the motivation was just not having to answer to authority and not having to have a boss. But it wasn't always, hey, I can do this anywhere. You were just fine with not having to go in an office. What was it about like starting your own business? How like walk us through the steps that it took for you? How did you decide what you wanted to do? How did you get going? All the questions that people have when they're saying like, yeah, I want to do this but I'm at step one. And so I don't even know what, what that looks like. I don't even know how to get to the next step. Cause I'm not even sure what to do to start. Okay. Well, basically I'll try to go through it quickly, but, um, you know, I was, when we first got married, um, I was kind of in ministry and, um, just doing stuff right out of high school. I did some stuff and, you know, um, just wanted to try to make an impact on people my age and being a good influence and everything. Um, so I got into like full-time ministry and I was making no money. I mean, like literally like $120 a week. And I was doing basically full-time hours because I was leading worship for our church and everything. And then I was doing like cleaning toilets and all that beautiful ministry type stuff that you do. And then at that point, and I'm like, oh, hey, you know, like my really good friend, I love her a lot and I want to marry her, but I'm making $120 a week. So it was kind of like that. And then, you know, I ended up getting a little boost in my salary, but I was kind of like working in this really small office and like just micromanaged by, you know, uh, it just, just like a toxic environment, you know, to work in. And it was, I was thankful to have some kind of job right at high school because the other things I had fell through, but long story short, I was broke. I had no college education. I had no no idea what I was going to do with my life. But I have, was like a skateboarder growing up. So I did some like digital stuff. And then I was like, hey, you know what? Maybe I could learn how to build a website and, you know, just charge people like a little bit to build a website, you know, kind of that thing. And so I started learning how to build websites and I was, um, you know, charging like less than 500 bucks at that point to just slap something together in Wix or whatever. Um, that was like five years ago. And um and I really like just threw myself into it. I barely knew how to build websites, but I just started making sales and trying to get people to buy, you know, my product or my service or whatever. And so that's how I started. And like within a few months of just doing that part time, um, I don't have like a mega success story or anything, but like, you know, I just started, I think I just like take risks, you know, and I was like, you know what, I can do this. And I just believe that I could make it happen. And 
at that point, I think I had made like five, less than a thousand dollars total over like a few months or something like that part time. And then I was like, okay, well, I'm going to do it full time now. <laughs> and so I just like, you know, basically like left my job at the church and everything. I'm just like, you know what, I'm going to freaking learn this because I wasn't happy doing what I was doing and I didn't see myself continuing it. And I wanted to create a, a creative future for myself. That's why I was so attractive because I had like several jobs that kind of fell through. I'm a really hard worker and um, I did done some waiter jobs and stuff. And like most of my coworkers, like not everywhere I was, but it was just like, I was always the one working way more than everybody else. Mm. And it was like, you know, I was like, you know what? I, I just felt like unrewarded for my work. That's why I became like an entrepreneur. I was like, I want to be fully rewarded for my work. Like if I go and sell something that I'm the one that has to take the failure, I have the success or whatever. And, you know, it all, I, I don't know, maybe it's pride or something, but I, um, I just started getting, you know, that's what attracted to me. And then obviously like I was in that micromanaging, like, I don't like to be micromanaged. Like I just like, and you can ask Caitlin, you know, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I just like that. And I've always been independent. I can do stuff on my own. I, I feel happiest when I'm like working, you know, I can work with teams, but so anyways, uh, the, the, the ability to choose my, my future and to be able to choose how my day looked was really attractive to me, more attractive. So than like trying to go and climb up a corporate ladder for me, like right out of high school, that was what I wanted to do. Cause I was like, I don't want to go get into college and get into a whole bunch of debt and not even know what I'm going to do. Cause I knew I would change my mind. So I was like, I'm going to create a future for myself. And, you know, we've, I guess, been doing that since. And like, you know, we've accomplished this. We've, we moved, moving to Pensacola was a big deal for us. You know, like we didn't really know very many people there. And that was our first step of like trying to take our business and do something with it that we didn't think we could do. And we dreamed about it. We talked about it all the time. We moved to Pensacola. It was great. But then like that move just kind of taught us like, wow, we can really do like a lot more than we thought with our lives, you know, because mm -hmm. Like, I, I like to think of it like entrepreneurship for me is like freedom is currency, you know, like it's m almost more valuable than money. Like how, how much, how valuable is your time? How valuable is the ability to choose the future and the daily life that you want for yourself? And like, that's why, you know, I mean, I don't have like this, you know, okay, oh, became six figure earner in like six months, you know, after becoming full time, I don't have any kind of like story like that. Maybe I'm still creating it. I don't know. But you know, my number one thing is just the ability to do the things that we want with our lives. And that is really satisfying, you know? Yeah. Well, I think, I think the mega success story comes in the idea with the idea. If you are talking about freedom as currency, I mean, you guys just took four months to go through Southeast Asia, right? I mean, what, what shows that you have freedom more than you saying, Hey, we're going to go here. We're going to go where we want, do what we want, and then come back and say, now we want to be in Mexico. I mean, that that is essentially the for you guys, if that is, if the freedom is a currency, which I love that, the way that you put it. I mean, that's a that's million dollars right there because you've done a trip, some all over the, like a cool part of the world, and now you're living in a part of the world that you've always wanted to do and you've wanted to speak Spanish. So uh, to me, that's a mega success. I mean, maybe you're selling yourself short. Um, I think you're selling yourself short a little bit. And I do see it then. You said it's been five years. It's like a bit of a slow build, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not the... I think that's the important lesson in there. It's not, hey, I quit and then I made websites. And I got this awesome client and boom, I started making money all the time. You just said, I kept doing it over five years. One of those tipping points, I guess, how... 
Uh, Caitlin, how long was it before you guys decided to move to Pensacola? So if you're looking at that five-year spectrum, when, when did you guys move to Pensacola? Because that was obviously a pretty big tipping point for y'all. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I would say like year and a half, two, two years. Like, a, like a year and a half, two years into our marriage. So like we got in married. In the business. <laughs> yeah, in the business. Because basically, oh yeah, Ricky started this business <laughs> like three weeks before we got married. Like literally like like the same day we were at the courthouse, like getting like our wedding license or like our marriage license. He's also like filling out his DBA paperwork. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, and, I sabotage <laughs> Very good. Very well. So yeah, like we... I have some family in Pensacola, like just a few family members. And I grew up there like for a few years as a kid. Like I've always like loved Pensacola, but like the majority of all of our family lives in Southeast Texas. So like our idea was like, okay, like let's get married. And then like a year into our marriage, we bought a house and we're like in Texas and we're like, oh yeah, this is like the next step, right? This is what Mm. we're supposed to do, buy a house. And then we were like, cars. yeah, and, yeah, we just did all like the dumb things. Like, let's make ourselves grow up really fast and buy a house and new cars and all this. But yeah, so we bought the house thinking like, and even when we bought the house, like, I think we knew we didn't want to live there, but it was just kind of like, it's well, an like it's an investment. Like, you know, it's, you know, we didn't want to keep throwing money away into like rent when we could be putting that money into a home. And so we're like, oh, this is the smart thing to do. And so we bought that house and not even a year later, we were like, we hate this. Like we thought like this was going <laughs> to anchor us, but we're like, we really do not like it here. Like, I mean, we love our family, of course. Like we just don't like the area. We like, we knew this is not where we want to raise a family in the future. So we're like, I mean, I would say maybe not even a full year before we, after we moved into our house, we we're like, we're going to rent it out and just move to Pensacola. Um mm. And it was, yeah, it was a big deal at first, but I mean, we were so scared, but we had talked about it for probably since before we got married, like we had talked about wanting to Pensacola. moving to Pensacola. Um, but it took, I think it took buying the house and like anchoring us to that spot to realize, wait a second, we really don't want to be here. Like, what are we doing? Yeah. Like, yeah. Calm like in, in one way, it may seem like an awful decision, right? In on the surface of like, oh my gosh, we bought a house in a place that we don't even want to be in. But sometimes it takes making that decision to then actually shine light on your perspective, right? And to say, right. okay, uh, you know, because if you're running, you might be like, yeah, it's okay. And then you buy a house and you're like, oh no, this right. is us. And all of a sudden you say, no, this isn't me. It, you know, uh, it, it, it it's in a weird way, almost counterintuitive. It forces you to look at it from a different perspective and say, this isn't me. And then that starts the ball rolling with moving. And obviously then saying, okay, well, if we can move to Pensacola, what else could we possibly do? We're running this location independent. We don't have to be in Pensacola if we don't want. And then spurs you on to to travel and, and take some of these trips and have some of these experiences. What do you then see and I know this is a very tough question. If you turned around and asked me, I would not be able to have an answer for you. Um, but what do you see kind of as the next year or, or so or next couple of years? Like what to you now is the ideal lifestyle? I mean, we talked about at least seven months there in Mexico, but what do you think you might think at the end of those seven months? Um. We could say that we like wanted to stay here longer. We've, you know, contemplated that. Like if we like it, we might stay a little bit longer, fly home for a couple of weeks, do another six months or something uh, somewhere else, like somewhere close by. Um, but for me, I mean, we want to tour the States. Like we want to do like the van life thing and, and tour the States because we've never even seen California, New York. She's been to San Francisco, 
but we are some small town folk from Texas. <laughs> like we have not seen or done. I mean, we Southeast Asia was like the first thing that we've ever done. Uh, but we want to build like a Sprinter van conversion type deal and do all that. But we want to do it debt free. That's the main thing. So like that's why we're here focusing on our business. We want to be able to purchase a, a van or whatever cash or a camper, renovate it and do everything debt free. And then that way we're really free and we can really make different decisions with our life. Cause like my, my setback right now and my, my thing with my business is like, I have a very manual process of designing, building websites, supporting clients, invoicing clients. I basically do everything myself. She helps a little bit. She's, you know, helping with taxes and things and, and it's helpful. Um, but like, there's a lot, it just takes a lot for one running a business is full-time in itself. And then you've got to do all the work. That's the, that's the trap of uh, freelancing work. It, it's like, if you want to have like freedom with your time, it's really hard to get, you know, I've, I posted recently in location indie, like I spent like months designing my own new website, but kind of like in between my projects and everything I launched it and I was like, man, this really sucks. And so I like this went and like, and I'm a website builder, but I like went and freaking bought a template and plugged it in and put it on my life website now because it was more functional and better than whatever I had before. So it's just that, that hindrance of like not be, having, being so busy with client work and not being able to invest in my own business um, because I know how I could financially grow. I know how I could build like a recurring income base and all these other things, but like without any time to like market or do anything like that, um, it's, it just feels like this never ending cycle. I've been doing this for five years. You know, I, I'm very thankful to have what I have, but to like grow um, we got to change some things. So like, hopefully if we can get debt free, we could take even more risks with our lives and, you know, kind of like spend more time, whether it be on like just passion projects or building our business and actually working on building our business, not just working on client work and things like that. So, but other than that, um, I really like, I don't know if a lot of location indie people like, or, you know, think of this or like want to, but I talked to Caitlin about it obsessively all the time. But I want to own land, you know, I want to own like several acres. Um, thank you, Casey, for sharing the website. I should have mentioned that. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't think about that. Thank you. Um, but uh, I want to own land somewhere and like uh, just have somewhere debt free and be able to farm and live sustainably. Uh, it's a big passion of mine and like uh, like something I'm really passionate about wanting to do. Be skillful. Like I, I grew up watching Bear Grylls man versus wild this really has nothing to do with location indie or entrepreneurship or anything but like uh you know i've always wanted I, I didn't learn a lot of skills from my dad um i love him he taught me how to throw a football and he taught me how to mow grass you know and i'm thankful for that but i need more skills than that to survive so uh and that's why with my hurricane the hurricane house that's what we call it you know i, I kind of threw myself into that to learn a lot of valuable skills and i really did and so like moving forward we want to just we, we want to do a lot of things we want to you know i don't know so we want to own some land and we want to like have basically have a home base kind of like we are now, but have somewhere in the States. So we want to travel the States and find a piece of property that we actually want to buy somewhere, somewhere cool, like, you know, not somewhere in Podunk, Texas, but, um, you know, so. So you, you know where you don't want to be. So that's yeah. part of that. That's at least half of the battle is saying like, all right, let me, cause I think most of us who are location dependent, one of the. I don't want to say toughest decisions because it's not it's not tough as in hard, but it's you know it you think about it and overanalyze it's like well where should I go what should I do like I can go where I want and live where I want and travel where I want but there's 
you know, infinite amounts of possibilities. So one of the hardest things is to say no, no, no to some of these places. So you've at least already done that. You're like, not here, not here. Cross off all that huge swath of Texas. All right, not going there. Um, and then and then go from there. So that's pretty neat. And obviously, if you do the van life, that's going to give you a, a lot of perspective on on maybe where you want to be. Kind of the last little follow-up or last little question that I have for you is, what have you found to be the most important or impactful part of being a part of the location indie community? Because we talked about your journey. And like you said, you were from small town in Texas. And whether you're small town in Texas or you you could be from Manhattan, I still think a lot of people feel very isolated when they go start this journey because it even though we're part of it and we're part of this community and we see a lot of people doing it, it's still a very small percentage of the world that actually even understands what location independence is, let alone is trying to do it. So for you guys, what was one of the biggest like benefits of joining location in the community? How did that help you on this journey that you've been taking? I would say like being a part of location Indie and just being consistently, like consistently having access to like be connected to people with similar goals and interests and dreams, you know, and, and resources too, you know, like it kept us motivated. It kept us inspired, like, um, and just being connected to like, like-minded people really, it was a game changer because before I found location indie and like, you know, I had kind of heard of like the, you know, like the location indie, but not location indie, the community, the community. Like I had just like heard like, Oh, like you see these bloggers that are, you know, travel writers and they're traveling luxuriously. And it's like, how do they do this? Like, I want to do this, but like, I don't know how, but then like, you know, you see it, but you don't see like the path or, you know, you can't really get connected to them. But then when you find a community of people that are doing it or are working towards that, like it, it really just completely changes, you know, the game for you. Cause I mean, you're able to have those resources that you're lacking, you know, be able to reach out and, talk to people um yeah it's, it's, it was awesome and one thing like i just posted on facebook or i just went on a rant yesterday on instagram i posted a status i like post a st- picture of caitlin and then i'll go on a stat I like a rant and halfway through my post about like something totally irrelevant but uh i was talking about um basically just staying committed to your goals um i like you were saying uh i think you're cutting yourself short you know uh trav i think you were saying that about me i tend to do that it runs in my family. It's like, or like my dad did it. I don't know. It's like this humility thing or whatever, like keep yourself low or keep yourself humility, I guess. I don't know what it, what you would call it. Um, but um, basically like learning to be confident and staying committed to your goals. Like when we moved to Pensacola, it seemed like everyone was kind of like against that in our life because whether they wanted us locally or whatever, but like we wanted to move to Pensacola. We knew that. And it was, it felt like we were, you know, re- like rebelling against everything that we knew in order just to make that small move, you know? And so like, after we made that move, I think just going out and doing the thing, like if, if people are like thinking about location indie or thinking about uh, living a digital nomad life or whatever it may be, like just going out and doing the action, like when we bought our house and then we really regretted it and wanted to move not even a year later, like just the, like you said, the action of going out and doing that solidified something in ourselves that we knew like this is not what we want so like going out and doing the thing um even if it's a small trip going out and saying yes you know i want to do this and like 
really believing in yourself. And um, the thing I said in my post, like, you know, going on my little rant or whatever, um, just for me personally, like, like being your best support system, like being good for yourself, like not being against yourself, not limiting yourself and not being hard on yourself for, for your failures and things like that. Like, I feel like if most people would just truly stay committed to themselves, treating themselves good, you know, and not bullying themselves or doubting themselves and being hard on themselves, something that I'm still learning and getting better at myself, like uh, just doing that, it, it really makes a big difference. And then when you have a community, you're, you're solid in yourself, you're confident, and then you're in it, surrounded by people that believe in you and want you to accomplish and do great things. Like it makes us, it doesn't even matter how many people are out there in the world telling you that you're stupid or you don't know what you're doing, or you're just going to mess up or, you know, why are you living like that? You know, I think like if you just stay confident and true to yourself and, you know, like Location Indie, have a community like Location Indie to be plugged into. It just makes the world a difference. It's like the, all the doubters, you just can't even hear them anymore. You know, you just like, I don't mm. hear these doubters. <laughs> yeah, I, I think we talk about it a lot, right, is an accountability. Like, hey, you're around a supportive community and they're holding you accountable. And we, we talk about it a lot in terms of goals. Hey, they're holding me accountable to get to my goals, which is a huge part of it. But the other side of it is that there's people there to say, hey, don't beat yourself up. Like get, to give you perspective and say, look at how far you've come. Like you mm-hmm. might be beating yourself up. Yeah. I keep saying like to give you a hug, to give you support. Like it's not always just to kick you in the ass to get your goals. It's also yeah. to say, whoa, whoa, don't treat yourself like that. Have mm-hmm. some perspective. Look at what you're doing. You're motivating me. You're inspiring me. And I think that that gets lost a little bit because we always think of it. We always think of the communities as, as people spurring us to do more and more and more. And that is, that is a huge part of it. But the other part is them saying, hey, be easy on yourself because they have a better perspective on what you've been able to do, what I've been able to do than we do on ourselves because we are going to treat ourselves. We're usually our own worst critic. And like Sue and like Casey likes to say, treat yourself like your best friend would treat you, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they're not going to yell at you, scream at you, be mad at you, you know, put you down constantly like you're going to do to yourself. And I think that that's an important part of having a community of people who are, who are doing it, they also understand how hard it is. So when you do a little goal and accomplish something small in your own head, they're going to be able to say, that's not small. Like I've been trying to do that for a long time because they get how hard it is to actually take some of these steps. So um, yeah, I can't thank you guys enough for being a part of the Ally community. I was so excited to get to hang out with you in Denver in person and uh, equally as excited to see what you've done in this short time, in, in what would be nine months, uh, you know, you guys packed up, you got stuff in the storage unit, you went to Southeast Asia, now you're in Mexico getting ready to go to a house for another seven months. So I personally can't wait to see after this seven months in Mexico what you've accomplished because, man, you guys have killed it over the last, uh, the last seven. So what's seven more? Who knows what you're going to be doing there? So thank you guys for being an awesome part of the community. And uh, yeah, I just want to congratulate you and say it's been really inspiring for me to watch. And I think for a lot of the other members as well and anyone listening to the podcast, it's, you're selling yourself a bit short, I think. And, uh, and I'm glad that you say that, you've re- that you guys have realized that because you're, you are doing it. You're living the dream and you're out there and you're going for it and you're traveling and living in another country. That's, that's about all you could ask for out of location independence, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're, we're very thankful and... Yeah you know, 
just grateful to have the opportunity, grateful to have such an awesome community to, you know, be around and rub shoulders with. So thank you, Trav. Yeah. And if you guys are listening, we should, we should tell them where to go find uh, your web design stuff. So if you guys are listening, you're interested in web design, or at least just seeing um, what Ricky and Caitlin do, what are the few places? Cause you got a few little homes on the internet. Where can they go to see stuff? Um, so, uh, you know, we do handcrafted web design, uh, web development, you know, basically me, you know, we don't outsource anything, do everything in the house. So if you want a personal, uh, kind of like guided tour with that and, you know, just like a real relationship with someone like web designers get a really bad rep for like deserting projects or just not being contactable. I'm really opposite on that. I've been a waiter and I've been in customer service. I'm like really big on making relationships with people and it's just my, who I am. So um, you'll get a difference there. And I hope to always maintain that whether when we continue to grow the business and everything, but uh, it's levelupwebdesign.com. Um, you can email me personally, ricky at levelupwebdesign.com, R-I-C-K-Y at levelupwebdesign.com. We have, you know, monthly plans. We, we're always changing stuff up, you know, for, you know, entrepreneurs, we work with small businesses only. We don't have any high ticket clients or anything like that. We work with small businesses, solopreneur businesses. Um, and then we're also experimenting, you know, we do handcrafted stuff. It takes time. You know, we do like, we have affordable options, but we're also working on like fast turnaround, more templated options too. Um, we're about to run a sale on our website and um, kind of do that like a quick turnaround. If you need a website quick or you need it affordable, we're kind of working on systems and processes to kind of make that easier for small businesses. So go to levelupwebdesign.com, like us on Facebook, Level Up Web Design. We'll be doing some stuff there. And then our travel page is Newly Nomadic. I'll let her say some stuff about that. Yeah. So we also have a travel page. We have a website, but it's not really much yet. because Web designer. <laughs> yeah. Our web designer hasn't um, <laughs> finished it yet. But um, we do have an Instagram and it's We Are Newly Nomadic. And that's just like our um, travel photos. Um, so you can go and see all of our photos from Asia. Some of um, our photos. Yeah, some of our photos. We have so many I still need to post. Um, but we also do plan on starting to write blogs. Like I want to start blogging um, about our travels. So if you follow us on Instagram, then I will announce when our web- website is finally finished and when our blogs... Uh, we get settled in to our place. We're actually like leaving this Airbnb and going to our house. Like right now so right like we have to end the recording so that they can get out of their airbnb and go to their new house which is which we'll do yeah. right now um so you guys can check that out <laughs> newlynomadic.com and level up web design and then that'll filter you to uh, uh all their options yeah caitlin get that web designer on it yeah He's slacking. that's the next thing we're gonna get it done i actually already got the design halfway done we're gonna get some we have like a website coming soon like landing page but there's not really much on it but gotcha yeah, hopefully soon <laughs> Tell him no more tacos until yeah. he gets that site up and live. Yeah, um, no more yeah you'll starve in no Mexico. <laughs> awesome, guys. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for being an incredible part of Location. And again, I can't wait to see what the next seven months hold. So if you guys are a part of LI, feel free to reach out to Ricky and Caitlin. If you need web design stuff, definitely hit them up. And uh, yeah, we'll be keeping tabs on you guys. And if you are not a part of Location and you want to check it out, locationindie.com. You can go check that out. You can hop on our waiting list. And when we do open the community up again, you'll be the first people to know. So Caitlin, Ricky, thank you. I'll let you guys go and run out of your Airbnb so you can get into your new home for the next seven months. Right, <laughs> yes, we're so you. excited. Yeah. Thanks, guys. All right. Bye. Take care. 
Thank you for joining us today on our very special monthly bonus episode where we highlight a Location Indie member and their story. If you're interested in joining Location Indie and learning more about what goes on in our community, check us out at locationindie.com. You can hop on the newsletter and be the first to know when the community opens up again. We'll chat with you soon. See you next time. Peace.